It's about understanding that you can grow your business from a passion, no matter how big it is, no matter how small it is. Mm-hmm. That's your line. That's your passion. That's your thing. Hello and welcome to The Social Acre Show. I'm your host, Terry, principal and founder of The Social Acre Agency. This podcast is home for trailblazers and unconventional doers for all things business, entrepreneurship, mindset, and motivation. You will hear the honest edges of entrepreneurship, tools and habits to help grow yourself and your business, solo episodes for myself, as well as expansive stories from a wide range of guest speakers. Each week, you will leave feeling like you're not alone on the journey to wanting more. You can expect to feel inspired and empowered to get off the fence and take action. So pull up a chair and join the conversation. Hello and welcome to the Social Laker Show. Today we are here with Nikki, fashion model turned graphic designer and businesswoman. Nikki, I'm so thrilled to be here with you today. And I'm going to pass over to you to tell my audience a little bit more about yourself, what you do, where you're at, and how you support people. Well, thank you so much, Terry, for that introduction. I appreciate you so much. And I also appreciate this platform so much. I think it's so innovative and so inspiring to me. So... My name is Nikki Gao. I am a former fashion model, entrepreneur, mental health advocate, speaker, and designer. I began my professional career as a fashion model in early 2014 and made the decision to end my career altogether in 2018. So leaving the model industry was definitely a difficult yet wise decision on my part, which motivated me to pursue more opportunities for my life. So since then, I've created my own success as an entrepreneur of my digital design company, See Through Nikki, founder and mental health advocacy of my nonprofit and podcast, Raw Talk with Nikki Gao founder and designer of my Intimates line, Gal Intimates, as well as founder of my photography and film company, Shots by Gal. So myself and my work over the years has been featured in Cosmopolitan, Good Morning America, CIO Today Magazine, People Magazine, as well as Page Six. So my overall mission is to encourage all women that they are capable of every dream they put their mind to and to never limit themselves. Anything is really possible. There's so much to unpack here. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) I know we originally connected too because I really started this platform to highlight women like yourselves who are an advocate for other women, especially in business. I think it's so important that we have this community of like like-minded individuals that lift each other up because we don't have to do it enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so true. I am so glad you're here. I want to talk about how you're using your passions to lead a more fulfilling life and how you pivoted from the fashion model to doing all these incredible things that you do today, you know, not just graphic design, but all the startups you founded and so innovative. So let's just talk about that pivot from fashion model to where you are now. What was that transitional period like for you? And what even was like your aha moment that triggered that? Absolutely. I love this question. So I believe the pivotal moment for me was really just understanding and further accepting the fact that I wasn't truly becoming inspired within my work and that I was limiting myself so much. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you're not pursuing a profession that makes you happy, why are you pursuing it? So 
I think as humans, it's very easy to categorize yourself or label yourself as one specific thing or one specific profession. So for example, I only labeled myself and categorized myself as a fashion model for a number of years. And I didn't really see much of a life outside of that industry for myself. But I believe digging deeper and really doing some much needed soul searching as to what you're really good at and what you really want to do for your life is something that we all need to practice. And that transitional period for me, I mean, I kid you not, was one of the most difficult decisions of my life because I feel like the most difficult decisions of our lives are the most effective ones. So transforming my career as a fashion model to a self-made multifaceted entrepreneur was a huge step to climb, but it was a needed step to climb. So in that moment, you just need to rediscover yourself, you need to rediscover your passions, and you need to rediscover while you're here on this earth. You only live once and you're not doing something that you feel connected with or you share a passion for, then you have to think again. And it's okay to think again. It's perfectly okay. You just have to be your own guidance. Mm -hmm. I think what's tough too is that when we've been doing something for so long, like for you personally, it would have been modeling, right? Start to define ourselves as totally. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Even though it may not be what we're passionate about, when we're in something for too long, it's really difficult to see outside of it. Right. So, did you have like a moment where you were like, nope? I'm switching. Like, did something happen that provoked you to move past modeling? Or was it just like you weren't passionate about it and you wanted to move forward? I'm going to make sure both. I mean, there was a number of things that basically conclude to the fact on why I wanted to leave and like why I wanted more for myself. But I also, too, I think it was also that moment one-on-one with myself. And I think at the end of the day, all of us are our biggest supporters. You are your number one and you have to prioritize that. So I think for so long, I kind of threw out my soul for a while as I was pursuing this career and you can't throw your soul out. You have to invest in that soul. <laughs> that is what makes you and that is what will break you too. So you really have to invest in it in a very intimate way, but also again, through self-discovery. So I think it was a mixture of things, but I mean, I'm very proud of myself that I could just acknowledge that so young as well because I was only about 20 at the time. So it was definitely yeah. a hard thing for me to do, but it was, again, such a needed thing to do for myself and my well-being and my career. I love that because what you're describing is really placing your focus on your intuition, leading with Absolutely. your intuition and your passions. I don't think enough women do this. I think a lot of the times we don't listen to our intuition or we right. have that like itch that we don't want to scratch because we know it might be difficult. That's amazing that you really listen to yourself and tap into what is meaningful and impactful for you. And I think that's really how you leave a life of passion. So I kind of want to go into that a little bit more. What do you think are some creative ways for people to discover their passions and maybe utilize them to create a more fulfilling life? And I guess what I mean by that is like a lot of people I feel don't know what they're passionate about sometimes. Yeah. duck between like, I know I want to do something that I'm passionate about, but I don't necessarily know what that thing is. Right. So talk to me about that. What are some ways people can try and hear that voice a little bit louder? I love this question again so much. (laughs) So becoming a visual learner has helped me greatly within my own life, but also with my career. And I think a lot of people would think discovering their passions is like trying to conquer the world all at once. Um, But it's not just about discovering your passions. It's also about utilizing your passions and putting the effort and time into what you want those passions to become. So as humans, we all have ideas. We all want those ideas to become realistic. But I think it's important to take some time out each day to navigate what you want for yourself, but also what you want for that idea to become. So it can be writing things down. It can be drawing pictures. It can be putting notes on your phone. It can be a screenshot of content ideas and putting them in a folder or printing them out and putting them somewhere where you're going to be reminded of them. 
Or you can be like me that creates a mock-up book and have this book of ideas that you wish to achieve to look back on. So I think the visual effects of these things can really guide you in the right direction will also jumpstart you to creating a more fulfilling and open life for yourself as well as your career. I love that. I also think simple things, like to your point about being more visual, right? it, it could be as simple as catch yourself in the act of doing something you enjoy and write it down. So true. I think sometimes it's as easy as sitting down and asking yourself, like, what do you enjoy? And jot note that, brain dump that into a journal or on a notepad or whatever. Even if you're not a visual person, just take note, like mental note of what you thrive doing and just ask yourself, like, could I make this a career? Could I turn this into a business? And not every idea, not every passion has to turn into a business, but it's like a small gateway to lead a more fulfilling life by doing things you enjoy more. So I love your take on that. So here's my thing right now. I feel like a lot of us women, we build these businesses and we expect to, yes, be passionate about them, but we all know that like within business, there's different aspects of business. For me, I have the agency and then I have the consulting side, two very different types of business. And sometimes I find myself lacking passion in certain aspects of my business. So would you say, do you think that you have to be passionate about every aspect of your business Or is it okay to maybe not be as passionate about certain things as you grow? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I could go so many directions with this answer, but (laughs) I do think being passionate about your business contributes to great success, but you also don't have to be overly passionate about it 24-7. And what I mean by that is you don't need to be all in it to watch it be successful and watch it grow. And I think a lot of times within business, we expect certain things to happen given how much time we put into it or how much money we put into it or how much thought we put into it. But I don't really feel like it's about that. I feel like it's more so trusting the process while also carrying out that passionate yet balanced energy. And it's really all about that balance. If you don't have that balance factor within your own life or your business life, it probably won't get very far. So it's extremely important to practice that balance and take some time out for that as well to acknowledge it. Yeah, for sure. I think it can be challenging when we sometimes too, I think we feel like we go into something super passionate about it. And then because we've like done it so much, we start to lose that flame. Right now, I feel like what I struggle with is I'm constantly trying to like reinvent myself because I'm very multi-passionate and I can get bored easily. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if you're yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like always chasing after the next thing. And I'm like, why can't I just be content with my business the way it is? Because I used to be so passionate about it. And it's like, it's not that I'm not anymore. I just think we live in a society now where there are so many things thrown at us and we have so much choice that this like plethora of options can create us to be so multi-passionate that we're like no longer focused on the (laughs) thing we started with. But I love it. I think multi-passionate persona is where the future is. I think I have my own opinion on niches, but you're so multi-passionate and I love it because you should display all the aspects of you, you know, not just dial into one thing and limit yourself to something like you're doing so many things and I can see how that could be so fulfilling because you know you go to your graphic design business and that's amazing and then you go to the other facets you have and it's like you can pull passion from each different facet of your business and it keeps you energized absolutely yeah I second that (laughs) okay I want to pivot the conversation into like what happens when we get a creative block because we coin ourselves as creatives or designers or whatever you want to call it 
But we have days where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing or I feel stuck or the vision just isn't there. So what do you do? Like, what are some things you do to like shake that off? Yeah, I would say definitely taking breaks, taking breaks, especially in entrepreneurship, because entrepreneur life can be so exhausting for all of us. (laughs) So that's just the nature of it all. There has to be times where for sure, I mean, in my own life, I mean, I've launched X amount of projects, but at the same time, I'm losing that inspiration for those projects. And that's that mental alarm clock in my head to tell me, okay, I need to slow down. And slowing down doesn't mean you stop. It just means that you're rather going to gain more momentum back and getting back in that process of where you need to be. So taking breaks again, and that's a scary word for all of us because who wants to take breaks if they're like totally focused on one thing (laughs) and so motivated, but it's so, so, so needed because you don't want to burn yourself out. Yeah, I agree. It's hard too because with social media nowadays, when you are taking that break, if you do by chance go on your phone and scroll through Instagram, you immediately feel like, holy crap, I'm behind. And I think right. that's why we reach burnout. Yeah. Because when we try to take that break, we get in our head and we feel guilty about it. And we think that, you know, we see this person hammering out the Instagram stories and we're like, oh shit, we're going to fall behind. Like we have to keep going. And then it just leads to burnout. So I think like if you're going to take a break, shut your phone off. Yeah, we don't need it. (laughs) Yeah, you don't need it. You can't keep looking at what everyone else is doing because that's even more mentally exhausting when you're trying to step away from it in the first place. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm curious, though, like, where do you find most of your inspiration when it comes to design? Well, a lot of my inspiration is honestly, I mean, not to sound egocentric, but it is for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. We are are our own inspirations. Also too, a lot of my inspiration has come from another artist or artists around me or artists within my own community. They have taught me so much, just not only about the work part of it, but actual, the creative part of it as well. I feel like as, as creators, whether you're a content creator, you're an artist, whatever type of creative that you are, you have to support each other and we have to really base ideas off of each other. We have to just go into it all as one. And that also goes back into unity and really leadership and really networking and all that. But I think to finding an inspiration is difficult because you want to find the right inspiration. And that also comes along with timing. But I do feel like within your own community, you can find great inspiration there. I've met so many inspirational people throughout the years that have just given me amazing pointers within business or within my artwork or with my direction. And I mean, I'm forever grateful for that. I would not be the artist I am today or the entrepreneur that I am today if it wasn't for them. So absolutely. Love that. And that I guess that kind of takes me into like so many things are positive that have obviously happened when you're growing a business. But what I'm curious has been like the biggest hurdle or challenge you face this year and how did you overcome it? What did you learn from it? Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, so I would say the biggest hurdle I've had to face this past year was definitely trying to compete with time and technology, which we were kind of just digging into. Mm -hmm. Understanding, like, honestly, that we cannot compete with technology as humans is so difficult to say because we are on technology all the time. Computers, phones, tablets, what have you. And it can be very overwhelming and distracting to our own skills and really who we are development-wise. So It happens so fast for me because as a digital designer, I'm working with technology every day, all day. So everything was very fast paced. For example, I would be trying to constantly compete with both technology and time and I would get very overwhelmed. It would actually affect my performance. So that was the time where I literally had to take a few steps back and navigate the tools to regain myself and regain my energy back. And those tools were, again, taking the needed breaks and just breathing, honestly, before anything. 
your well-being comes first. And I feel like in business, that's definitely something to prioritize no matter what industry you're in. Yourself is always a priority and it's important to pay attention to that. If you are not doing your best personally, how are you going to perform your best professionally? So everything goes hand in hand. Absolutely. And just, you know, navigating yourself. And that's honestly your biggest tool. And that's become my own biggest tool is just navigating yourself and navigating that drive. You guys, I am so pumped to share the Edge Shop Squarespace templates with you. If you are in search for your dream website without a crazy price tag, this is the perfect resource for you. In the Edge Shop, you can pick from a variety of website styles, customize it to suit your needs, and then you're ready to launch. When you purchase a template from the Edge Shop, it comes with extensive guidelines to help you customize it every step of the way. Use code TERRY15 at checkout for 15% off your order and get ready to launch the website of your dreams. It's funny, like nine times out of 10, when I feel like I have an issue that I need to solve, it's almost like it starts with me. Like I a lot of the time feel like we can be our own bottlenecks in our businesses. Yeah. And it's a mindset thing. It's a habits thing, you know, to get past all that. And especially with technology at the rate that it's advancing. I remember two years ago when I was stepping into the marketing industry, I was toggling a little bit with logo design and I remember, you know, downloading the creative suite like Adobe and Photoshop and all of those things. And holy man, like I give you so much credit for learning how to use that insane software. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Like I spent a week just trying to figure out how to use it and I didn't even create anything that could be worth presenting to anyone, you know? So... I figured out it wasn't for me, but I think I've definitely seen in your industry specifically that gap and keeping up with technology that is so advanced like that is so time consuming. And, you know, you have to have the education piece where you keep up to par with the softwares, but at the same time, you have so many projects you're working on. So you have to be able to balance that. <laughs> I feel like that would be so hard. Oh, it is. But, you know, you got to manage, you got to take those breaks, take that mental space. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's worth it all in the end, though. I can promise you that it is difficult and it can be very time consuming, but it is what it is. <laughs> and what habits do you feel like, kind of speaking of habits, have helped you grow personally and professionally in your businesses? Or maybe, you know, what habits do you think have the power to change your life or have changed your life? I would say accepting your losses. In business, you're going to have really big wins and you're going to have really big losses. And it's not always going to go your way. And things aren't always going to go in the direction that you initially planned them out to be. And that goes together with life in general, both personally and professionally. It's processing the habit of, if I get this, I get this. If I don't, I don't. And it's also channeling back into that leadership mindset of, if it's not meant to happen for my brand, there are going to be much bigger opportunities in the near future for myself and my brand. So It's hard to think of in the moment, trust me, (laughs) but there's always something bigger and on the other side and, you know, you just have to believe in it and you have to make a habit of reminding yourself of it. And I think that can change like anyone's life, both personally, professionally. I mean, definitely change mine. There's always something bigger for yourself. You just have to really visualize it and go forth with it. I think our losses are sometimes what holds us back in the first place. So if you can kind of rewire your mindset or build, grow that habit to see past the loss, like you said, like, I think that could be so powerful because I'm thinking about 
statistics of entrepreneurs that actually make it, it is so low. I wish I had the number in front of me right now. And I feel like the reason for that, I mean, maybe there's a bunch of reasons that contributes to that stat, but I feel like part of it is when we experience our first big loss, that's the breaking point where we give up. Yeah. So being able to recover from a loss, I think that's where true entrepreneurship kicks in when you learn how to recover and you learn how to succeed. And I think, too, sometimes when we have momentum, we power trip. And then when we get the loss, it's so hard. It's such a slap in the face and it knocks you down. Whereas I've kind of learned in business what works better for me personally is keeping a balance in my mindset and my emotions, staying even keel no matter how big the win. Because I know if I had just had a super big win, that I could also have a super big loss. So I always try and stay super level-headed in business because I see the people that, you know, they ride the high and then they crash and they ride the high and they crash. But if you try and just stay more balanced in how you approach certain situations, then it can kind of help level out the crash when it comes because you didn't get your hopes up too much. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) I'm just venting over here, but (laughs) I love that sound. No, I so relatable. (laughs) Yeah, the valleys and peaks are really, that's the challenge of entrepreneurship is learning to navigate yourself within those valleys and those peaks. And I think that's what a lot of us come to learn over time, but it's really hard to grasp. Like, No matter how many times you've experienced loss in your business, it's going to hurt every single time. It's a matter of like having those habits and that mindset to fall back on to kind of keep yourself in check. Absolutely. (laughs) I couldn't have said it better. (laughs) So a lot of my audience, I would say, are early stage entrepreneurs, like business owners who are early in their career. They're learning, they're growing at a very accelerated rate. And we all know that anyone early on in their career obviously has a lot of learning to do and personal (laughs) special. So what advice, you know, could you give to them, especially because you have done so much? I mean, you've pivoted, you've learned, you've grown, you've expanded all of these businesses, you've been featured in media outlets, which is so incredible. But like audience from a standpoint, like advice from where before you had all of that, like what advice would you give them looking back on yourself? Well, I would say never stop. If you have a vision that you want to make a reality, you have all the power to do so despite what anybody says. If you Mm -hmm. feel like you have a good product, if you feel like you have a good future brand in the making, chase it. But alongside all of that, don't lose yourself in the process. Mm-hmm. Like, yourself. Make sure you're healthy. Make sure your mind is in the right zone. Make sure you're taking your time. Make sure you're balanced. Because without any of those things, you will never, ever, ever be able to have a healthy relationship within your business avenues. And you want to nurture a healthy relationship because that's what's going to help you throughout your journey into becoming a successful entrepreneur. You know, without any of those things, it's not going to be worth it in the end. You have to really, really stay motivated and stay strong and stay determined. But don't lose yourself because at the end of the day, yourself is going to be your best friend. It's going to be your number one. And you are ultimately relying on yourself within entrepreneurship. I mean, sure, you can hire Mm. other people and, you know, team and things like that and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's all you and it's all your ideas. So you have to take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. (laughs) Taking care of yourself is taking care of the vision, right? And I think no matter who you hire, like you still have to manage those people. And at the end of the day, 
the success of your team, again, comes back on you. Like everything in entrepreneurship always deflects back on you. So I love that you really emphasize self-care and listening to your intuition. It's just those routine things that sound like a broken record, but honestly, we don't do it enough. So it's like, (laughs) why do we have to keep saying these things until we do them, you know? Sometimes when women in business, it's hard to, like, it's easy to lose yourself because when we all of a sudden get successful and our business is growing and we're growing, we start to base our worth on the success or the failure of our business. And I think that can be very dangerous. So like you said, going back to really tapping into yourself and your intuition and taking care of yourself will allow you to draw that line between this is my business's success and this is my personal success. And they don't overlap. I mean, if you want them to overlap, sure. But I find separating them more helpful because I don't want to base my personal worth as a human being on how much my business is making. And I think that's like a big mistake I see a lot of people making. Oh, I see that all the time too. Obviously, like you want to feel if your business is successful, yes, you're going to feel successful. And it's hard to draw that line. But at, at what point do we stay human and not just like a robot that is running a business and sending invoices? And we are full-bodied humans that have a lot more to us than just business, CEO, entrepreneur. So I feel like just as women learning to tap into that more in running your business can also help you discover your passions and be able to tap into those things even more. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that comes along within your life as well. I mean, I think entrepreneurship, it's great. It's awesome. It will get you places. It will make you money. But at the end of the day, when you go to bed at night, if you don't feel good about yourself, you have to really, really prioritize that and make that a priority. Because again, at the end of the day, I mean, how good is your business life going to be and your whole life as a whole if you're not feeling your best as a person. I don't like, I mean, it's my own personal experience. I don't like to identify my personal life with my business life because just like, as you said, you don't always want it to overlap because that can just be very stressful and like very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it does unfortunately happen, you know, Mm -hmm. from my own as well. All my brands are so very connected to myself and connected to my own personal life because they all very just interconnected into my own passions as a person. But it's also important to not let those things define you because you just have to go with it, go for it. But again, give yourself that much needed time to, again, re-navigate yourself and just say, you know what? It's okay. We're going to be fine, but don't let it overrule you because, again, that's when it can get to that point where you're like, oh, you're breaking point. You don't know what to do. So, you know, and that, that's the, another part of entrepreneurship as well is not knowing your next move. You never know what your next move is going to be, but it's okay. Like, <laughs> you will know eventually. It's going to take some yeah. time, but when it comes to you, it will come to you. I love that you mentioned that because I feel like that's something I've always struggled with is like, okay, I hire a coach. What's my next step? I hired this person. What's my next Ryan- step? Sometimes you just have to sit down and be like, it's okay that I don't have a crystal clear vision. Some people do. Some people don't. And it doesn't mean you're not going to discover yours. It just means you may be taking a little bit longer to figure out what your mission and your vision and purpose is than this person you're looking at on Instagram that has had the same mission for five years. Like It may take longer for you. And I think that's where I had to sit back and realize like, hey, it's okay that you don't know every single next step right now. Like you said, you're not always going to. And I think that's really important to say out loud. Like, it's okay if you don't know what your next step is. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you never know. And that also goes into comparing as well. I think on social media, there's so many amazing, amazing brands on social media. I see a company all the time, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. And I'm like, wow, this person really has it all. Like, wow. Like they're really doing a lot for themselves and their brand. But it's important to also say to yourself, well, just because something appears one way online or on you know the computer, no one has it all together. No one. <laughs> no matter how many times they want to say they do or come off like they do or post like they do. No one has their business all together. No one. Yeah. Even if they tell you, they don't. They're lying. <laughs> <laughs> to stay on your own grind and don't compare because we're all in this together. No one mm-hmm. is better than someone else's, no matter how more successful it is or whatever. Or they have like a really cool logo compared to yours. It doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, we're all in this together as entrepreneurships levels and entrepreneurship goals and, you know, just being in our own lights as entrepreneurs. So again, it's really important to not let someone else's flame dull your own. (laughs) Yes, I love that. And also know that, you know, your business is a reflection of you. So comparing yourself to someone else is so, it's such a waste of energy. It's a waste because I've built my business around my lifestyle. And then when you go on Instagram and you see, you know, a digital nomad living it up in Mexico with their marketing business, it's like, okay, good for them. Like, that's not my lifestyle. They built their business based off their lifestyle. So why would I compare myself to them? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I just think, you know, when I get on the phone with another like-minded woman in business, I'm like, we need to get this information out there so people feel like they can be themselves. And just straight truths, like, you never know what is going on behind the scenes of someone who does appear to have it all on Instagram. Like, I remember I had a coach, a business coach, a couple years ago. And she just, it it obviously looks like everything is going right online, but there's so much behind the scenes that we don't know that makes that happen. And a lot of the times we have to understand too that these people that do display that they're doing a million things in a day, five days a week, they have massive teams a lot of the time. So true. So if you are going to compare yourself to anyone, compare yourself to someone who's in the same lane as you, you know, not someone that's like a hundred thousand steps ahead of you because that's not going to do you any good <laughs> it's so true and it's only going to set you back even further i mean i think too that's such a good point as well i mean for example i'm coming out with my lingerie line it's coming out in october and you know i've had people ask me you know well, why are you doing this you know there's a victoria's secret there's an adore me there's airy there's all these you know savage X, and you know everyone's saying you know why are you doing this line if there's so many other bigger lines out there and my response mm-hmm. to that too and this is important is it's your own identity be your own identity of your brand. It's not so much, again, about comparing or competing with other brands that might be in the same industry as you are in. It's more so doing what you want and building that passion. Of course, my line is never going to be as successful as Savage X, right? It's never going to be Victoria's Secret. It's just, well, and I know that going into it, but learning to accept that. And it's really all about, I mean, relating back to our passions. It's about understanding that you can grow your business from a passion, no matter how big it is, no matter how small it is. Mm-hmm. That's your line. That's your passion. That's your thing. It's important to not let others or other brands or other ideas of other brands get in the way of your own lane. Because at the end of the day, the only lane that you should be focusing on 
is yourself. And the only way that I'm focusing on is my own line, my own line. I'm not focusing on Victoria's Secret. I'm not focusing on Adore Me. You know, I'm focusing on my own. And that also goes into, you know, just identifying your own brand, but also understanding that it's not always going to go your way in general. It's not going to always be, you know, the way that you want it. Sure, I would love to be like a Victoria's Secret or something like that. But again, I'm accepting the fact that no, that will never happen, but that's okay. And I can grow this brand in my own way, in my own lane. Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, it's tastefully yours. And that's where power lies in launching your line is that, you know, you're so passionate about pushing it because it's yours and it's expressing your personality, your brand expansion. And you can make it whatever you want it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Victoria's Secret, but it also could be just as successful. And you never know. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. Honestly, I'm super, I didn't know you were launching a lingerie line. So we're going to talk about that later on the DMs, but (laughs) that is so exciting. And, you know, I just want to congratulate you. You are doing so many amazing things and you are such an advocate for women too, which I am huge fan of, you know, I'm the same way. So I really appreciate you being here and sharing your value with my audience. It was so great to pick your brain on all things passion and entrepreneurship. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Terry. This has been amazing. It's been so amazing having, you know, you having me as a guest on the show. I look up to this platform so much. This platform, again, I said before, it's so, so, so inspiring to me. And I'm sure so many other women entrepreneurs as well. I mean, we really do have to stick together as one and, you know, girl power wins at the end of the day. So cheers to that. (laughs) Cheers to that. In wrapping up, can you just share with my audience, like where they can connect with you, how they can indulge in all of your brands and how you can support them? Absolutely. So my main is my main account on Instagram is Property of NG. And then my graphic design company is See Through Nikki, T H R U, on Instagram. And you can also send me an email at see through Nikki at gmail.com or see through Nikki.com, the website. So I look forward to hearing from everybody if you're interested. And yeah, maybe we can work together. Yeah, just so everyone who's listening knows, Nikki actually did a little portrait of me and it's incredible. Okay. You're very, you're so talented. So if anyone needs anything, go check out See Through Nikki on Instagram. She's amazing. I'm so happy you're here today, Nikki. And I'm looking forward to getting this episode live. Me too. Thank you again so much. Yeah, you too. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs) Bye. You guys, I am so grateful you're here and I would love to hear from you. Screenshot your podcast app and tag the social like a show in your Instagram stories. Let me know what you loved about this episode. I cannot wait to hear from you. And if you feel so moved, please leave me a review. I would be so stoked to hear from you so I can continue to produce episodes you will love. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Bye everyone. <laughs>